their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Corey Gassaway and Cliff and Guavon. Fellas, what's going on? Victory! <laughs> uh, it's, it's so sweet. Hey, it's, it's all right. Take it. Hey, we'll take it however we can get it. We'll take them. No, no Debbie Downers today, baby. Victory. Uh, we'll get to the greats. We'll see about the W Downers. Uh, Cliff just had to do it. All I know is last Monday I got in my car on the way to work. Traffic was fucking shitty. My coffee spilled all over my front seat. I walked in the front of people were bitching. Today, there was no traffic. The coffee was hot. It was sweet. Just the perfect amount of cream and sugar in there. And I had a, I had a lovely day, man. Thanks to the Redskins. Shout out. Beautiful, beautiful day in the DMV, man. Hail to the Redskins. For not ruining my week already. <laughs> Cliff is indifferent. He's like, y'all are fiends. I mean, I mean, we don't get many victory Mondays, Cliff. Let's remember that, man. We got a choice. Twenty-four hour rule. We had eight of them last year. Well, twenty-four hour rule. I'm happy. I'm happy they won. It was Jared Goff. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back and still enjoy the twenty-four hours, man. I'm already, I'm already on the Oakland. I'm on the Oakland. Man. I'm well, on Belichick. Do I'm going to leave that with you, Mr. <laughs> Cliff Belichick. <laughs> We're on the Oakland. Oh, we Oakland. know Beast is coming. Beast is coming. We know. Beast mode's coming. Car's coming. Cooper's coming. Crabber's coming. Mac is coming. The reigning mm. defensive player of the year on the way. Mm. Mm. Tough mm. test, but like Corey said, let's enjoy this 24, 48, 72, 96 hour window. <laughs> Stretch it out. Stretch it out. <laughs> and just, let's just enjoy this win over the Rams. A 27 to 20 decision over the LA Rams. Kirk Cousins delivers 11 yard touchdown pass to Ryan Grant under two minutes to uh, secure the win. Guys, uh, I know Cliff is not really as impressed considering the competition, but it has to feel good just getting a W versus a team that maybe you were superior to on paper, but just securing a win. It's got to be a good feeling. Hey, man. I can talk about our quarterback who had an average or below average day, looked like a high school quarterback in Montgomery County 1A, but um, (laughs) we got to give it to Coach Gruden, man. He stuck with, with his game plan, which was run the football. We had 39 carries on the day, 230 total yards rushing. Woo! Defense came to play. I got to give a huge shout-out to Josh Norman, who looks like Peanut Tillman when he's punching that ball out. Big ups to Mason Foster for getting that game seal and interception. Hey, man, I just want to say all around for the team, we we, we look good, man. It, it took it, it took a lot to, to close out the game, but, hey, we got it done. Right. Um Look, it was a big, it was a game they knew they had to come out and, and, and play well. They played well from the start, mm-hmm. right? They like we knew what the deal was from kickoff, especially uh, well, especially when we got the ball. You know, we knew what it was about the BB came out. We were physical, ran the ball better than I think we ran it in 
years, honestly. I haven't <laughs> seen us run the ball on a team like that. I mean, I know we've had games where we had yardage mm-hmm. that might have been equal to that. I know I think the Bears game last year we ran the ball pretty well, but in terms of like three running backs on our team looking like three pros out there, I can't remember the last time we looked like that. It was beautiful to watch. Right. And then, like I said last week, we were going to need to run the ball to win. <laughs> and and still, we had the you know we had the Colt McCoy game plan going hard. <laughs> you want you want to elaborate to the people on the Colt McCoy game plan, Cliff? Was, I mean, what do you mean by that? I, I, like, I'm happy that we won. I think the only concern that I have is like that would look like the game plan that you have when you have like a rookie starter, backup quarterback out there, quarterback you don't trust, so to say, and. I mean, I said to you guys during the game, I texted you guys and was like, we're not going to be able to run like this all game. This isn't this isn't college. Like, you don't get to just run up for 600 yards on somebody. We ran all over the first half. Mm-hmm. So we knew they're going to be just a half. Second half starts, our running game struggled a little bit. P. Ron had to get comfortable. Second half, we scored seven points. We only mm-hmm. scored in that last drive. So, I don't know. I'm happy that we won. Don't get it twisted. Absolutely. Piran had 21 carries also. Like he was a workhorse for us. Looking like Most a definitely. bowling ball out there, man. Most definitely. But, but I don't think a world where if Rob Kelly gets hurt, that means we don't score points. That kind of worries me. I don't know about you guys. But defense, I mean, forget the offense, man. Who cares? I like our defense. I know. Mm-hmm. I know there were a couple of missed tackles and, I, uh, and a blown coverage mm-hmm. that really let the Rams back in the game. But our defense is clearly better than it's been in a little bit. Light years, yeah. right? I, I'm going to go back and harp on something that Corey did. He gets my game ball for the day. Not only did he seal the win with a late pick, he did it with a separated shoulder or, or dislocated shoulder. I should say. I mean, I don't know if anybody's dislocated a shoulder before. It's painful as shit. It. it mm-hmm. It's it is numbingly painful. Mm-hmm. Had that thing pop back in there and still had the four two to go back there on the field and clinch the game. I mean that's the type of of just leadership and the type of just tough nosed mentality that this team has needed and and it seems like it has so far this year on defense mm-hmm. especially. We've been missing dogs on defense, man. I got, I'm gonna I'm follow up with you. I got big ups to Mason Foster especially for somebody who's playing a middle linebacker position and all the punishment that he's taking right. play after play to come back in that game, do what he did. Hey, game ball definitely has got to go to Mason Foster. Right. And this is a type of defense where this, this could have been a game that the Redskins would have lost maybe last year or the year before with a defense that was spotty at best. And I'm not saying defense is markedly better. I think statistically they're still 27th in the league right now, which doesn't really tell the story. Cause I think the defense is, you have guys like, Josh Newman, who are still doing a thing, forcing fumbles, locking down their corner. But then you have guys like Mason Foster stepping up. You have guys like Zach Brown chasing down tight ends 60 yards down the field. You have guys like Matt Ioannidis, who last year weren't giving you anything defensively. Now they're there. he's your number one go-to defensive tackle on mm-hmm. passing downs, and he's playing well. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're, 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 hey, don't forget the big boy 94, Preston Smith. Hey, Hell of a game from Preston Smith. Yes, sir. I know a lot of Ruskins fans, and I'm one of them that was frustrated with him after last year because you see the end of 2017 or 2015, and you see how he flashes. You know that he has the ability, and he disappears for the entire year pretty much. And they draft his replacement. Galette's back, and is he going to get lost in the shuffle? Is he going to be another guy that's that's 
drafted here and just at a, in four years he's gone. And in the first two games, he's shown up and, and been a force. Of course, that's what competition does, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know you might not play, it's one thing to play like garbage, but you're not going to get benched because mm-hmm. there's no one else to put in. It's another when it's either play well or you don't play. And that's not something we've necessarily had, you know, especially on defense in the last couple of years. We've had no depth. I was, Cliff, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say you said it a couple pods ago. When's the last time we had depth like this? We could take somebody on defense. You could bring somebody off the bench who still has that talent and that ability to have a pass rush. Like, look at um, Deshaun Everett, Shazer Everett. Mm-hmm. Last week he struggles. Mm-hmm. He didn't start the game this week. There was someone else, the team, that, that the coaches wanted to put in. And I think that's what happens when you have depth. It brings out the best out of everyone, because that's mm-hmm. that's what competition does. Like, play well or don't play mm-hmm. is going to make you bust your ass a little harder. Right. No, no offense, but when you know you got only got a guy, not even to hate on Reed Dowdy, but like we've been, we've had we've gone down this line before. We've had starters, and then you only have a guy like Reed Dowdy behind you. That's not really scaring you, making you think you're going to lose your job. We have right. depth, we have talent, we have skilled players now. Young legs, young legs, and not just veterans behind you like we have people that we just drafted mm-hmm. so it's like we're gonna put these people on the field so if you don't play well you aren't playing playing exactly. simple yep right and defensively i mean out of all the positions on the field i think i mean i i would say they have good depth everywhere outside of middle linebacker where your backup is will compton a guy who's played a lot but maybe not you know no, that's satisfactory depth. He's played a lot of. He's played he's a lot played of games. Yeah. And defensive tackle, where you, I mean, you lost Trent Murphy, he would have played in the trenches for you this year. You lost Phil Taylor, and you really just haven't dedicated a lot of attention to free agency and draft picks in that position. Besides this hey. past year with uh, Jonathan Allen, where the hell is what's his name from the Raiders? Where's he at? Stacy Stacy McGee? McGee. Yeah, he was on the field. He just didn't make as many. He didn't. Make, he didn't make as many plays as I would say the, the kid McLean who we picked up, but. I was yeah, McGee, say, McGee was Matt, out there. Matt Ioannidis played 28 snaps yesterday, mm. and McLean and McGee, neither of them surpassed 20. So, like you said, you have guys that you bring in, but the best players playing, and you're replaceable. Everybody, if you're not doing your job, you can be replaced mm-hmm. even by a guy who's a fifth-round pick who's mm-hmm. making less than a million dollars a year. He's not playing you. He's going to get the snaps. Mm-hmm. But it's all good because we know, we know Tom Sue likes to rotate heavy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helping, especially late in games. It's, I think it's helping our team because last year when you're getting ran all over, all Left game, right. Yep. You know, fourth quarter comes, guys are exhausted because you've been on the the field for seven thousand plays. So, no, all around offensive line, great running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we're getting the position talk, but there were definitely some positive notes. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, the biggest concern is going to be the injury list, which is. Which was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, you you had Jordan Reed hurt his uh, his breastplate, and but he came back. back. He, and, he and did come, come back. back in the game was tough. Mm-hmm. But then you have a guy like Josh Norman and Monte Nicholson both have AC joints. The AC joint, the same injury that kept Jordan Reed out four weeks last year. Uh, I mean, time will tell. You'll see this week whether they're able to go on Sunday, and you're going to need them because, especially with Sue Cravens now on the left team list, and he's gone for the entire year. Everett was benched, I mean, temporarily, but he was benched for Monte Nicholson. Now he's going to be hurt. 
I heard talk that they could bring up Fish Smith from the practice squad today, which doesn't really sound great going against Derek Carr and Crabtree and their passing offense. But, you know, you got guys got to step up, and so far they have been. Yeah, Ho- hopefully some of these guys can heal up, man. We got a Sunday night game with the Raiders, so, you know, they got a little bit of time. So we'll, be, we'll be seeing those practice reports. And Absolutely. Guys, we'll see that they're going to be guys who are really limited all week. So, oh, right. We got a big game on Sunday night. Yes, we do. I, I, I expect anyone who could possibly be on the field is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I know Josh Norm is not missing a game. Nobody wants to miss oh, a game under the lights. If I had to bet the mortgage that Norm is going to play on Sunday, I, <laughs> I would. Because I, 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 he's a baller. And he's the type of guy who's not going to shy away. And you know he lost that spotlight. You know he had that date circled. He gets Crabtree. He gets mm-hmm. he gets Cooper. He gets Carr. He, that's top-notch competition he wants to go against it. he wants to prove he's the best by going against the best mm-hmm. so i i would doubt that that keeps him out hey shout out jano man i know i said it earlier but the way he punches that ball out from those running backs it, it is it is just a remarkable play right and that type of, type of thing gets inside a running back's head mm-hmm. because he's running with the ball instead of focusing on on pushing for that last yard or juking that last defender he's worrying where's norman coming from mm-hmm. he can come slap mm-hmm. this ball at any second yep all right so let's let's get into some of our positional breakdowns and, and grades. Let's start on the defense since we started with offense last week. Uh, defensive line, what did you guys see? What did you guys like? What grade would you give? Uh, I don't want to give anyone an uh, A plus or an A. I, I'm a, I'll give them a B plus, man, because honestly, they were collapsing the pocket. I mean, I know we were going up against Golf. He's not the most experienced quarterback, but I mean, guys like Preston Smith, like we spoke on earlier, Preston had a great game. You might not see it in the box score, but I saw Jonathan Allen taking on two blockers, still collapsing the pocket. Our free agent pickup, Terrell McClain, he finally showed face. Can't say too much about McGee, but McClain, he he definitely he definitely came out. We saw uh, our buddy Galette. I was hoping he was going to get that fumble recovery. He came up. Uh, he, he was, was close. close. He almost had it. <laughs> but, I mean, all around, I think the whole defensive defensive line, they were solid, man. They were solid. Right. Wrestling's only given yeah. up three point three yards per rush so far this season. That when's the, when's the last time we could say something like that? It's been a long I know time. It's only brother. been two games, but yeah. Yeah. Uh I thought I thought they were. I, I thought D-Line was pretty good. Um <clears throat> you can just tell the interior pass rush is different than it's been in past years. Mm-hmm. We used to always just see quarterbacks if if we if Kerrigan couldn't get there. Then that QB, because you'd see Kerrigan go all the way around. You know what I'm saying? No path to the quarterback. Quarterback just steps up. There's no pressure, you know, up the middle. And it doesn't seem to be like that this year. So you can tell that there's definitely been an upgrade as far as Jonathan Allen and mm-hmm. what he brings to the table. I mean, and like, and like you said, it doesn't show up in the box score. He only had one tackle. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching the game, you see him forcing QBs to move away from their spot. You know, uh, I would give them overall, I'd give them a B. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting, I mean, you got a, they got a big task coming up this week. So we're going to find out a lot about, I think we're going to find out a lot about our whole team this week. Definitely. Definitely. And especially the defense, because to me, this is the best O line in the league they're going to be facing on Sunday night. And it's going to be tough work. But if they keep building, on these kind of, these type of games, I think it's a positive thing. Uh-huh. Most definitely, most definitely. Let's move on to the linebackers. I, I don't know about you guys. 
Last week, I gave them my best grade of any position group, and I'm going to do it again. They they really – I mean, you can't say enough about Foster and Brown. I mean, that is turned from a position of question to maybe not only one of the best interior linebacker groups in the division, but maybe one of the best in the league so far. Let's, let's slow down. No, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to slow down. down. I'm slow down. Hey, Paul, I'm with you, bro. I know you guys I, I were cl- going to do it. Guys, I, I'm with you, you guys. Bro. You guys want to go back and listen to the things you said about Mason Foster? I uh, trust no, me. no, 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 no. Yeah, that that's Mr. Gasaway. He's <laughs> wait direct that I, hate that way. I I wasn't going on Foster the way I was going on Compton. Maybe I mean maybe Compton was rubbing off on Mason. <laughs> but to follow up on what Paul said, I think they're, they're Zach Brown, his athletic ability, sideline to sideline. Hey man. I don't know the last time we had two middle linebackers that could make plays like this, to be honest with you. Right. And no, maybe I maybe I'll that. slow down a little bit and I'll put my brakes on one of the best in, in the league. My point is, I trust them. They're playing mm-hmm. at a very high level. And you, like I said, you just have that trust in them. You don't you have that trust where when it last year when it was Compton and um, Foster that – I mean, even if they're in the right position to make a tackle, will they? And you have Joe Barry – Leading the, leading the charge, and that doesn't really invoke any confidence that they are going to be in the right spot at the right time. <laughs> now you have Minuski calling the shots. They're flying all over the field. They're forcing turnovers. They're making tackles. Uh, they're solid. They're they're much more solid than they used to be, and at least they're dependable, which is more than you could have said a year ago. Look, Seth Brown's a good player, man. He's a dog. That's a good player, man. Mm-hmm. On oh, my Chris Spillman, you know, Zach Brown's a football player. <laughs> By the way, not Chris our, wait, not, not your McLuhan? Not by McLuhan. Chris Spielman says it like eight <laughs> times a game. Everybody's a football player to Chris, to, uh, Chris Spielman. Nah, Brown's speed is clearly a factor. Like, we mm-hmm. haven't really had a linebacker that can run probably since London. It wasn't like London was like yeah, – He spry. wasn't exactly Brian Erlacher either. No. But Brown, you can tell, side sideline to sideline, we are a faster team. Mm-hmm. Most uh, even on that even on that blown coverage, man, give 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 Zach Brown some credit because he chased down that tight end. Right, I don't think we I don't think we would have seen an LB do that in the last five years. Oh no, no way! And then obviously Preston Preston's playing well. Mm-hmm. Preston's playing some good ball right now. Kerrigan had the uh, sack fumble. Ah, and, I, and Ryan Anderson started the game setting the edge. I think mm-hmm. on the first run play of the game. Nah, there's not there's nothing they can say about him. They get a solid B from me. Yes, sir. By the way, Zach Brown is third right now in the NFL in tackles. So dog, yeah, just just a tackling machine, the type of guy you put on the field and just just find and destroy. He he just it's he, amazing he went unsigned. It's a How? mystery. It's a mystery to me, and I I really be interested in hearing what the reason why he didn't get more interest. I I don't know why didn't Buffalo bring him back. Nah, uh, they were switching, right? Weren't they switching? Yeah, they were switching to the four three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think what I heard was is that switching to a four three. They had just drafted um, Ruben Foster to replace not Ruben Foster, Raglan, Reggie Raglan, Reggie Raglan, Raglan to replace him, and then they, they, tra- they traded Raglan. Yeah, they traded him. Well, they are the Bills, so. right? I'm not gonna. Yeah, they haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. I, I'm not even gonna try to justify their moves. But hey, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate big it. up. Appreciate you. Yeah, we'll take it from here. <laughs> All right, secondary. Uh, we already mentioned Jano. Just he forced two fumbles. One of them recovered by us. Set up a short field for a field goal. Uh, Breland, outside of being on Todd Gurley's highlight reel for that that uh, <laughs> that, that touchdown run, had another really good game. 
shout out to Kendall Fuller again. I mean, not only mm-hmm. b- being there in coverage, making, making two tackles. really good tackles that stood out yeah. in my mind. I it was twenty to ten, and they're driving for what would have been a touchdown. Golf throws a little uh, wide receiver hitch on a screenplay, and and Fuller blasts him as soon as he gets the ball. Yep. And it was another third down play. I think it was in the fourth quarter. A third and maybe like seven or eight. A drag pattern across the field, and Fuller comes up yeah. in the last second and makes a tackle and holds him for fourth short. and one. Like two yards short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a, just a good-ass tackle in space. Well, look, we know the, those VTech boys, we know that's something that you can they're, – they're generally going to be pretty physical players. That's they get, the one they get to that ball. Yeah, they're going to tackle. But that's also, the good thing about those, v, those VTech players. We know they're going to tackle. Fuller's definitely looked a lot, looked a lot quicker this season, I've, and that probably comes obviously from maybe also being healthier. But also mm-hmm. during year two, you're far more comfortable, um, and you're just trusting everything you see more. Not Fuller. Fuller was good. Fuller. I mean, our secondary is obviously in transition because our, we have two new safeties. Mm-hmm. But they look, I mean, every blue, that blown coverage. Remember a couple of years ago, we were blowing coverages. Left and right. Just every single week. It seems like there's a, in with Swearinger's leadership, yes. I just, I have a lot more trust in that secondary right now than I can say I've had in a while. Yeah. Hey, I, I got to follow up on that Fuller, man, because. Y'all know that's one of my guys. Cliff wanted him to change the position. I hope Cliff is slowly falling back from that. No, um, no. I still think I still think you make a. I, I still think he make an excellent free safety. He might, he just might I stand by that. Just to follow on what you said though, Cliff, he's healthy, man. Remember last year when we got him, he was coming off surgery. We kind of threw him right into the wolves because our secondary was so bad. We needed a slot corner. I mean, we kind of just fed him to the wolves. This year, he's had a full off season of work. He looks comfortable, man. He's <laughs> him is. <laughs> Let me follow up on Breland. Breland is playing some good football. That he will is. Be, he will be on Gurley's highlight reel. We understand that, but he's playing for great all of eternity. <laughs> but yeah, big yeah, ups to Breland, man. In ten years, when Gurley retires, and who knows if he's going to Hall of Fame or whatever. But I'm saying, in 10 okay. Years, I'm just saying, in ten years. <laughs> who knows if he's even playing ten years? I'm just saying, in ten years, when we're watching <laughs> the highlight reel that it will be his career, Breland will be on it. That's damn sure. That's cool. Good. Make, sure, I mean, <laughs> make sure they put that box score on there too. Listen, man, that guy Tiger, he's an incredible athlete, man. Right. Oh my gosh. He doesn't want once a game he jumps over someone. <laughs> so to me, it's whatever. I've been watching that guy do since he's in Georgia. He jumps yep. over people. Everybody. Right. All right. So let's focus on the offense. Well, first, let's give a grade to the secondary. We didn't do that yet. I'm gonna give him a B plus, man. It's hard for me to give somebody an A, but I'll give them a B plus. I mean, they play great football. They're gonna be as well. I mean, they weren't exactly going against Yeah, you know. <laughs> they weren't exactly going against the the uh the greatest show on turf here receiver. So mm-hmm. right. by the way, your boy Sammy Watkins, what's going on with him, Corey? <laughs> I mean, he's still getting adjusted to the offense. He just got to LA. Well, all right. He almost all burned right. us on one. Luckily, we 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 made the tackle, but I mean, I, I think I think he'll be he'll be okay out there with uh, Sean McVay. McVay's gonna get him, put him in the right position. Most definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we hitting on Sammy now. I mean, Paul, Sammy or Tavon? Oh, jeez. Tavon only touched the ball like twice yesterday. By the way, he had like two runs, he had a punt return, and he had like one catch. Sounds about right. 
Hey, man. I, I, I waved the white flag on Tavon Austin. If, Jack, <laughs> if anybody's listening, it's heard me go on a Tavon Austin rant. And there's a lot of you because I've been on a lot of rants. I waved uh, the white flag. He's Dante Hall, man. He's Dante Hall without the punk. He wishes you were Dante Hall. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't, wasn't Sammy Watkins a top five pick? Yeah. They tri- the, Bills tri- yeah. the Bills yep. tripped to get him, but they also passed on Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. So, Bruh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Fireball offense. That's the most Bill shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, but in defense, in defense, if anybody had to pick of those three receivers back in the 2014 draft, they would have taken Sammy. Nope. No, they wouldn't have. Not this guy. I believe Corey and I had arguments about Sammy Watkins leading up to that draft. I wasn't even – I'm not taking receivers top five who can't jump out the gym. Sammy Watkins is an act-the-catch receiver – Who's really not even that tall? He's not. So that's a that was an easy pass for me. Right, easy pass for me. I mean, I'm also an SEC stan. That we know. So I'd seen Mike Evans. <laughs> I'd seen Odell. I wasn't taking Sammy over either of them. Obviously, who the hell knew Odell would be like this? But well, hey, Corey, remind I, the folks I, at home. I, I, Corey, I knew Paul was going to do remind it. Remind the folks goes. at home the exact <laughs> words I used the day we dra- they drafted Odell Beckham Jr. Well, folks, the moment we heard Odell Beckham's name go off the board for the New York Giants, Paul's exact words were, and I quote, he's going to be a thorn in our ass for the next 10 seasons. 10 and sure, seasons. And sure enough, he is a because thorn in our ass. you saw him and Juice Landry just cooking folks at, at LSU, and they mm-hmm. had junior varsity quarterbacks. I'm like, imagine. Why are you insulting NFL? Zach Mettenberg like that? <laughs> oh, oh you, you, you mean you're <laughs> Furthermore, <laughs> you, it, I'm not a big Jarvis Landry fan. I think we've also had somehow that before. I somehow. understand that. I've come around on, on Landry. You come around? I've come he had around, 13 but... catches for like 60 yards yesterday. <laughs> I keep telling you guys, he's a glorified tight end. Well, that's because your man Cutler only likes to go deep to Devontae Parker now. Yeah, get... well, I got an idea, Jarvis. Can you go deep down the field? Give me a chance. No, you can't. You're the answer is probably no. <laughs> <laughs> So then he should kill the slot. He does though, but that's thirteen catches for seventy-five yards. That's a horrible average. Don't get me wrong; that's pathetic. That's Jason Witten. I know we're getting off topic here, but Cliff, here's the thing: you could say that about Jarvis Landry. I mean, he caught two hundred eighty-two balls in his first three years. No big deal; just an NFL record. But please say it again, Paul. Say it again. Say it again. Two hundred eighty-two catches in his first three years, NFL record. No big deal for a thousand career yards. But you, but you would never say about somebody like Amendola, though, or somebody like Edelman. I would say, I should say, Edelman is better than Jarvis Landry. What? Sorry, guys, he is. He's better. I see him. I see Edelman playing all the positions. He plays slot. He plays outside, both sides. He makes catches in traffic. He he he. He's a better player, in my opinion. Okay. Whew. Better player or today. better fit in the system that he's yeah. in. Let's not forget he's with the oh, goat. Wait, can, you, can you imagine if Tommy had had uh, Jarvis Landry? Oh gosh. Yeah, he, he'd, he'd have 100 be, catches, Cliff. Jarvis would be third on the depth chart behind Rob Gronkowski and Dwayne Allen. <laughs> All right, he's let's, 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 let's move on to the offense. I've had enough of this fucking Let's go to the offense. He put Landry to tight end. <laughs> hey, you have, you have some nerve. <laughs> you really had the nerve Dwayne Allen me? <laughs> I thought he was going to go Gronk and Cooks. He said Dwayne Allen. Yeah. Yo, oh, man. 
13 mm-hmm. catches, 75 yards. I mean, it is a horrible average. I agree. Chase sure hands, though. Probably had yeah, no yeah. drops. You know, he got nice hands, man. He got nice hands. Looking <laughs> like a, He looks like an old Jason Witten out there. That's what I see. That's who you want as your slot receiver. That's cool with me. <laughs> oh, my God. Edelman makes plays after the catch all the time. I'm just not that impressed by Jarvis. I think if Jarvis Landry played anywhere other than with Odell Beckham coming out of college, you wouldn't be hearing all this hype. Oh, my and, God. Oh, my what? God. What? The slander. The slander. What are you doing? What? What are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, no, baby. What are you doing? It's got eight, he averages like eight yards a catch. Like, am I supposed to be blown that, away by that? Is that also his fault, though? Man. He's had like four different – this is my thing. He's had like four different coordinators. They've all looked at him and said, yeah, you can't run after the catch. You just need to catch the ball two yards in front of the line of scrimmage and go down immediately. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence. Even Adam Gase, the brilliant Adam Gase, quote unquote, looks at Jarvis Landry and goes, "Yeah, you're basically a tight end." Are we sure it isn't the QB play he's getting down in Miami? I know, I know, you. A lot of your guys are down there. The a lot of my guys. A lot of my guys. <laughs> the Jay Cuddies. All right. Well, <laughs> don't let him slander Jarvis. No, Cliff, Cliff is, the, is the president and the founder of the of the Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler fan club. The founder okay. and the curator. Well, listen, last week, Sam Bradford beat Corey in fantasy. This week, Sam Bradford hurts his knee. He had to tell the people that. I pick up Jay Cutler. You get another W, man. All right. Get well Uh, soon, Andrew Luck. I don't know what they're doing to you over there. But you can't blame the quarterbacks because you're getting eight yards a catch. The hell is that the quarterback's fault? Well, some quarterbacks can only throw it from zero to ten. Kind of like ours. Yeah. That's, a, that's another topic. But some receivers can only catch it from zero to five. <laughs> like your boy. It's like throwing Lorenzo Neal every day. Oh, hey, that's cold, man. That is so cold. <laughs> <laughs> he said Landry's a fullback out here, bro. <laughs> oh, man. In the words of Paul, the slander. Any, any Dolphins fans listening that might be listening to this, you could forge your hate mail to at Cliff Guaf. What did you forward the me for? Did you, you guys saw that he – because I think um, there was some stat about how his catches yesterday were like the lowest number. I think Diggs has the record, Stefan Diggs, and that's what playing with Sam Bradford. But the rest of the people on that list in terms of having that many catches for that little yards, they're all running backs. <laughs> so we have to say that. I'm going to say let's move on to the offense. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about the offense, man. We've been sidetracked long enough. All right, let's talk about Corey's man, Kirk Cousins, the eight car. Hey, sorry. Sorry about that. Had to do it to you. But, uh, I mean, he delivered when it mattered. I mean, I I wasn't really impressed. Again, he played better than the Eagles game. Didn't throw any picks. Didn't really throw many interceptable balls. I mean... A couple plays stand on my head of plays that he's missed, but I want to hear you guys' opinion on it. How do you think he played? My, how we've lowered lowered the ball for Kirk Cousins when we give him a good game because he decided to not throw any picks. He didn't throw any picks. I'm going to just say this. We won the game on a drive where we needed the points. Kirk came through. He went three for three. But, I mean, we got to be honest. The other, what, 56, 57 minutes in the game, he was below average. His line was like 18 of 27 for like a buck 79 or something. We had no passing attack. 
We no. threw two. We threw two fade routes into the bleachers. Oh man, that I mean, first one. I I don't know what he was doing. He said after the game that he threw it too early. Okay, you th- he threw it too early. This was his logic. He had thrown it too early. He didn't give Doxon a chance. Mm-hmm. But you still hit the boom guy. That's the thing. So how would he have caught that ball? It, it'd be one thing if he would give the receiver an opportunity to go up and get it. Give him, give him, an oppor- give him a chance. Okay, it's incomplete. Or you, either you complete or incomplete. That's fine. But when you're throwing it three rows into the bleachers, it's a basic call. So I think eventually Gruden's going to have to reevaluate this again because even with these giant receivers we have, we still cannot complete a fade route. So, well, speaking of Gruden, um, you say going to have to reevaluate. It, I was having this conversation today with somebody at work. In my opinion, I think Gruden has kind of already reevaluated where this offense is going to go. I know he probably thought that he could run the ball against the Rams, but he must know deep down that he has hit the ball in Kirk's hands to make this offense go. It, it can't be Kirk leading the team and, and delivering strikes and, and scoring touchdowns. This has to be a ball control offense. He needs to just be a point guard. You're either getting the ball out to the receivers on hitches or crossing patterns or screens, or you're getting the ball to Fat Rob or Chris Thompson. You can't 20... survive like that. We're, we're, we're not going to survive you like that. You cannot survive like that. At like some point, we're going to need him to win, win us a game. It'd be one thing if we had a top five defense. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, cool. Look at the Ravens. Flacco's been garbage. Two games, garbage. The defense is excellent. Excellent. So, so they can have that game plan. Mm-hmm. Our defense is an excellent. It's not an excellent defense. It's barely an average one. Right. Right? It might not even be an average one. Getting better. We cannot survive with this kind of QB play. Mm-mm. Period. No. I don't want to hear people lowering the bar. He was trash yesterday. He didn't even – he threw the ball downfield one time. It was nowhere near Niles Paul. The ref, for reasons I don't understand, called pass interference. That ball wasn't anywhere near Niles Paul. Shout, out, shout out to Jerome Boger. Big ups to Bogues. That, that, that crew is a disaster. They've been a disaster. Every, every time they call our game, they're a disaster. I think the pass that he completed to Ryan Grant was probably the longest – completion in terms of air yards that he had everything was in the middle of the field let me let me give you Kurt's stat line again cliff 18 of 27 for 179 what's that like six and a half yards six yards of pass six and a half is it air yards cliff in terms of like how how far the ball traveled when Mm. it's thrown it might have been ryan grant it had to have been the ryan grant pass right yeah it was yeah definitely definitely probably 23 yards but all that came on yak you remember that last he didn't game? look like he would. There was that that one play that prior uh, prior dropped. I think it was like third and eight. He said a three yard, four yard slant. Yep. Mm-hmm. The minute he hit his back foot, we are basically watching Colt McCoy play quarterback. Well, if that's the case, then why are we paying? Oh, see, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not, see, I'm not even going to up. I'm not even bring up. I'm not going to do it because I don't understand. I know it's like, well, we have new receivers. He's not even throwing the ball to these people. Dotson had how many snaps yesterday? At least we had a Dotson sighting. I don't think he gave he gave him one target, no. which was uncatchable. You cannot survive like this, man. No, you can't. I'm sorry. Like, like he, to me, he was garbage yesterday. And at some point, 
if you want me to evaluate you as a starting quarterback, then I can't look at 18 of 27 for 179 where you had probably like 130 yards of yak. And then I'm like, well, you had a good game. No, you just weren't terrible. You were better than you were last week. Last week, you were terrible. I want to say even after the drive, when uh, after Norman punched it out, that might have been when we were up like 10 nothing, I think, and we were driving. We had the opportunity to take a 17 nothing. I could have the wrong drive, but long no, story no, you short, drive. Long story short, you can't fizzle out. You have to be able to take advantage of those situations, yeah, man. We had two we, chances in that game to be up 17. We, we could have put half. them away in the first half. And we we just do nothing. We throw it in like like I said, we throw it in the bleachers. We there was no passing attack. There was no threat of the pass. Um, nothing outside the hashes. Nothing. Nothing. Like if any anybody out there, like if you are watching the terrible quarterbacks, everything they throw is five yards in front of them and it's between the hashes. It's the running backs and tight ends. That's why on the crappy teams with the crappy quarterbacks, the tight ends get all the targets. Because the quarterback can't see anything else. He doesn't even look anywhere else. <sighs> Chris Thompson dropped that uh, that touchdown. Yeah, he did. But it's like, you're not going to get those every week. This isn't mm-hmm. college football where you can't, you throw a dump off to a running back and it goes mm-hmm. 80. It just doesn't happen in the NFL often. Mm-hmm. Garbage. D. He gets a D again. I don't give a damn if you won the game or not. It doesn't matter to me when it comes to quarterbacks. Did you win? You're not the only player on the field. You didn't play well. We may have won. I can tell you right now, Colt could have done that. And I should never have to say that about my my starting quarterback. Well, I can't give him a C because that's average and he wasn't average yesterday. I guess I'll give him a D plus. Because <laughs> he didn't he was not even average yesterday, man. I'm not I don't think people should that are listening, you should understand we're not hating right now. If you watch the same game we watched. 18 of 27 for 179 is not a $24 million quarterback. And sorry to keep throwing up the number, but, I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves. That was a poor effort. I'm not even gonna, my thing is I'm not even going to bring up the number. I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> if you're, you're paid like Aaron Rodgers. Actually, you're paid more than Aaron Rodgers. Isn't that crazy? So I'm expecting you to give us, do something for us world. besides 179 yards. Come on, man. Look at our receiver targets. Obviously, Crowder, Crowder caught two screens. <sighs> And then he had, he had the uh, that third down conversion late, but these balls were traveling like four yards. Yeah. Prior, four targets. Ryan Grant, two targets. Outside of throwing the ball to Crowder, six targets for the wide receivers. How many targets for Jordan Reed? Jordan Reed had six targets, eight yards per catch. And if you think about all the times Reed got targeted, mm-hmm. there was nowhere he could go because there's no space on the field. And you know why there's no space in the field? Because number 11's not here anymore. Yep. Like, we just need to be straight up. The field looks so much more condensed now. Yep. Because he's not there. There is no threat. You've got to at least throw the ball downfield. Make the defense think you're going, right? Yeah. Attempt it. Give me Can one. You at least throw it downfield. D. I'm not, I'm not trying to be too negative. It's a victory day, but we got to be honest. I'm gonna be honest about Kirk. It, it wasn't his best. Wasn't one of his best performances. No, he was trash. This, this looked like this is this looked like when Kirk first started here, and we were basically trying to protect him. Nah, you were trash today. But thanks for the W. Good throw to Ryan Grant. I guess. I mean, 
who shouldn't be hitting that throw. And I guess that sounds like I'm hating, but it's like, are we trying to make the playoffs or not? Are we trying to win games out here or not? Otherwise, I'm not lowering the bar for this guy. Like, no, bar's not being lowered for you. You were terrible yesterday. And if you play like that on Sunday, we're going to lose by 30 points. Whew. Oh. Oh, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Real talk. I mean, that effort is good enough to beat the lowly Rams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not being the Raiders. It sure ain't being the Chiefs. Nope. So, yeah. We're two weeks in, has he made a single play? No. Has he, he made has... a single play? No. There was that Chris Thompson play where he scrambled. I was at... yep. yep. Missed him. Completely missed him. Yeah, that's the one play that stands out in my head. That's, I mean... That's not even a hard play. It's I mean, you're it's scrambling. Not, you have a guy in your face, but if, he, was, he was wide. There was nobody within t- ten yards. Flicking the wrist in either direction. Flicking the wrist. I don't know if you guys the had the volume up, but Spielman even said after that play, like, listen, at some point, the quarterback needs to make plays for his team. And then he brought up the interception the week before, and then here you are. You haven't made a single play all day today, right? Who the hell gets to run? Who the hell gets this many yards rushing from right. the offense and can't make a single pass downfield off play action? Right. We do play action. You're throwing a ball to Jordan Reed, who's all the way on the sideline, two yards. Like, come on. No, you're, you've been terrible. You've been terrible. I'm so tired of making everything about him. I feel bad for doing that. You, sir, have been trash. And I don't want to bring up your paycheck. I will. You've been trash. You need to play better if you want to be a starter. Forget even long-term talk. You need to play better to keep starting. You remember, like I mentioned to you earlier, Cliff, after he threw that touchdown, he when he ran to the sideline, he jumped in Gruden's arms like we won the Super Bowl. Like, yes, Coach, I finally completed a pass in the red zone. I can do it. Just uh, Come on, Kirk. You're better than that. No, I, you know what? I'm not so certain he is. I mean, we've seen him I'm starting to be wonder. a little better, though, Cliff. 18 when? for 27 is not – I don't know the last time he actually had an 18 for 27, 179. That's pathetic this, to me. This has turned into the, the Kirk pod for a little. It's always going to be like this, I guess. He's the quarterback. He has not played a good game in a while. This is how he – this is the only way he – the only reason it looked like this is because we asked him to do nothing. <laughs> I am certain if we asked him to do something, he would have turned the ball over. Who here disagrees? Literally, we had to ask you to do nothing to not turn the ball over. Yep. We're going to run the ball every play. That touchdown drive we had where Chris Thompson ran it in, we didn't throw the ball a single time. All right. Well, so we got we got glorified Joe Flacco back there. Hey, we're not trying to hate. This is not this is not hate on Kirk time, but oh, no, no. It, it is what it is, man. You, nah, he needs to play better. Yeah, hey, you got to play better. You know, I swear, if he plays like this on Sunday night, we're going you guys to get, are going to be miserable at that stadium. We're going to get mopped. It's going to be run us out the gym. It's, it's going to be drama. drama. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight, straight up. Dollar Bill voice. <laughs> I, I think what made me mad is like after he threw that touchdown, everyone just hopped on to it. Oh, look at Kirk stepping. It's like stepping up. <laughs> Where have you been for the last 56 the, minutes? The, <laughs> the guy was <laughs> wide open. Do anything on this drive. Whatever. Sorry, Paul. You get to talk about Kirk. I just get so angry. Nah, I'm so I, tired I think, of I think y'all said it going. all. I mean, you said everything that I was going to say, and there's not really anything I can add to it. He needs to play better. 
Does he have it in to play better? Who knows? I, 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 we'll see. Right. We no longer know that anymore. I think, I think everybody needs to be honest about that. It's the Deshaun we effect. We no longer man. know if he's better than this. For all those people that said Kirk didn't need Deshaun Jackson. Well, at least, now, at now least we can put that to bed. At least we can put mm-hmm. that issue to bed. All the Kirk capers and people out there who, not necessarily caping for Kirk, but somebody who may think that Kirk is a franchise-level quarterback, and they didn't know whether it was the eight cars or it was Deshaun and Pierre making the plays in like collaboration with Crowder and Reed and all these other weapons he had at his disposal. The answer is quite the question is answered at this point. You know, no, straight up, he's like a backup for two weeks. Got to play better, man. You, you need to play better than this, and he's got to play better on Sunday, or we will get mopped. Mopped. <laughs> I, I gave him a D, again. right? Say I gave him a D. Corey gave him a D. Paul, you gonna give him? Just, uh, I'll give him a C minus. I'll give him a C minus. And only reason why I give him a passable grade is because I was certain, certain when it was twenty twenty, <laughs> we were driving that field. I was like, well, <laughs> when's he gonna throw the pick or fumble or or kneel because he thought it was? It, 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 I was like, when, when is when is the the Kirk Cousins Express going to come to a, a screeching halt and this drive is going to be dead. But he you also know, had he, two fumbles, by the way. He only he, he completed three passes. He kept his cool. He, and he, he made a good throw on that touchdown pass. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a fantastic throw. But he, he could in he the NFL. Him, it would. He, he could have missed them. This is where the bar is at. It's crazy, man. Like think about how we're talking about this guy. Let me say it again. You're getting $24 million to say, look at the pass Kirk made. Didn't he complete it? I see he all those, picks. Like, I see all those on, stupid man. graphics during games about how many yards he's thrown for. 5,000 yards. Look at all. No one's thrown for more yards in a shorter pick, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now we're at the point where hitting an open receiver is, well, he could have missed the throw. It's like, oh, he definitely could have missed it. So I'll give him credit. He made it. He completed it. Great drive, oh, Kirk. He could have made, can... made Ryan Grant look like that cardboard box. <laughs> right at, the, right at the, the pylon. Until I can see a game where I can, can't say, well, Colt could have done that, you are getting a D. Because I swear, the game I went to, the last time I saw Colt play a game, or the last game I re- really remember Colt playing, he looked just like that. In fact, he actually made some throws. And he would probably look like trash because Deshaun's not out there either. Mm-hmm. You better start giving Doxon the ball. Because we have at this point, we have no one who you're scared of besides Chris Thompson. And now the word is going to be out. No, you know the Raiders will be king on 25 next week. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. He's the only person on the offense that's done just about anything outside of Rob Kelly's great game this past week. I know that Perrine had... 67 yards and 21 carries. That's not really a great average, but you know he he looked decent too. He got way more comfortable. And let's go ahead and segue to the running backs anyway. We we've agreed that Kurt gets a D. Let's talk about a little bit more pleasant uh, position group. The running backs was great on on Sunday. I mean, the first off, let me say that Bill Callahan definitely got in the O line's ass mm-hmm. after last week. He definitely got in the ass because they looked like a different group because the run game was over opening holes. Guys were going untouched for like three or four yards before they even met a a defender to slow them down. But the running backs had a really good game, especially Chris Thompson. I mean, I, I'll pat myself on the back. I said he needed to get more carries. Mm-hmm. He only had three carries yesterday. 
It doesn't it seem like he had more? He only had three does. carries. Yeah, for set for seventy seven yards. Wow, he's the big carries. one. The sixteen Two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, no, they were. I mean, they were excellent, man. They're excellent. Our that might be my only A grade, man. Our running backs and our O line set the tone from the start of that game when we got mm-hmm. the ball. Mm-hmm. And they were good. I mean, the only thing I can say is Chris Thompson dropped that pass. It should have been a touchdown. And I can't remember him dropping a pass before that. Nope. So, yeah, it's kind of like a thing with the um, week one Crowder muff punt. I don't expect to see that again. That, no. He catches that pass 99 times out of 100. Yep. And more cases than night takes us to the house. So, I mean, yeah. you know what's that, concerning? What? Not to cut you off. He had seven targets. Mm. Goes back to my whole damn point. Mm-hmm. He led our team in targets. Mm hmm. The word is so. Next week, the word is out now. Mm-hmm. This is the guy. They're clearly they're clearly involving him more in our in the office this year because he's the only big play threat we got. So now, what's going to happen? Stack box because he's going to be keyed on. Mm-hmm. Now, who are you going to throw the ball to? The guy has three t- – we scored four touchdowns this year. He has three of them, correct? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's correct. They were excellent, though. I mean, hey, straight up, they were excellent. That's the best game I've seen by our, a, a group of our running backs since probably that Portis Cartwright game. And that mm-hmm. was two running backs. Yep. Right. These three guys, P. P- Ryan, as the game went on, got more and more comfortable. He, they started running him out of shotgun, which is probably all he's ever ran out of his whole life, mm-hmm. considering where he, he came from football-wise. And they were great. No negative words. Get well soon, Rob Kelly. I think Mac Brown's going to step up when he gets his opportunity. Yes, indeed. So, Hey, I don't have no argument. Every, you, you guys hit everything on the line, or on the mark, I should say. I was going to say, even though P. Ryan's average might have been pretty bad, those 21 carries were some bruising carries because mm-hmm. nobody wants to tackle that guy. You got more so, and more comfortable. Exactly. And, so. and thank you, Cliff. That, you just kind of went where I was going to go. Even though his carry average wasn't great, and even though he didn't really show you anything dynamic as far as mm-hmm. running the ball, if you remember P. Ryan from a month and a half ago in the preseason, a guy who looked very, very tentative when he was approaching the line, he wasn't really hitting the holes, and he was terrible in pass pro. Mm-hmm. He, even he got those he got those first round of his carries in, and he was kind of the same old, same old. Then he got to get more comfortable. Now he's a guy that moving forward in coming weeks, especially if Rob Kelly has to miss any time, that you don't feel – that he could be a detriment when you put him in the game. He could be a, an asset to you. We got to keep an eye on that Rob Kelly injury. I mean, I know he's not he's not no RB1, Le'Veon level, but Rob Kelly had a good game yesterday, man. He he's running that ball hard. He's but running I, that ball I hard. I am very confident that Mac Brown oh, no could, doubt. could be a good replacement. I'm with you. I've been asking for so, Mac for a while. Man, man you so cape for, for Gators. Just, who's caping for what's Gators? Going? Who's caping for Gators out here? I'm a baby. You know what I've seen? <laughs> he just happened to have before. <laughs> Come on. He just well, happened to go to Florida. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm messing around. I do like Mac Brown. When Mac Brown has been given opportunities, whether it's preseason, regular season, for some reason, he always he always produces. Mm-hmm. It, the, you, know, the, you know what's funny? is Even when he was at Florida, there was always some bigger recruit on the depth chart who was put in front of him. But when Mac Brown would get a chance, he would also produce. He just was never given in action. Matt Jones was in front of him in Florida. He was mm. never given a true chance at Florida mm. either. There was always someone like getting bumped ahead of him. 
Hey, if he gets the chance, man, he will. He can add some more speed to this offense too, because Mac 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 Brown's got some wheels, man. Yeah, he can fly. Yeah. He can definitely fly. And some of those plays, I'm thinking about the first play of the game, uh, to that belly to uh, Rob Kelly. He gets five yards. He slams it up in you know the a gap. If he bounces to the right, he probably goes for twenty. Yep. I mean, his longest run, that twenty-one yard run he had. I think some backs would have gone. 50 yards on that. Yeah, that's the other play I was oh, going to they, yeah. they pulled, I think they yeah. pulled. Who they pulled who out on the right side? Yeah, they yeah they pulled, Um, I think it was, it might have been Moses. Either I think it was way, Moses and Sheriff. Okay, yeah, no. Moses and Sheriff. So he gets a nice hook block on the defensive end on the left side, and Rob mm-hmm. Kelly has nothing but space in front of him. He gets a 15 to 20 yard gain, I forgot how much it was, but if it were somebody like Mac Brown, somebody who has some speed and wiggle in the open field, maybe he takes it for 40. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, they, and I'm not saying that to downgrade what Rob Kelly did. He had a hell of a game. Not at all. Yeah, it's the type of thing you know what you have in Rob Kelly. He's not necessarily going to make anybody miss an open field. He's going to get what's there and maybe an extra yard or two, but that's really it. Guys like Mac Brown and Chris Thompson will take that 15-yard carry and turn it into 30, 40, maybe even a touchdown. You know, I mean, one of, you know Chris Thompson things? run was excellent. Absolutely. But you also know what Kelly does? He doesn't fumble. Nope. Does not fumble. Knock on wood right now. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm banging on it. <laughs> That's, I mean, that Chris Thompson run was excellent, man. That reminded me of Chris Thompson when he was at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right in between the tackles. Got out of there, Cliff. He made that cut. That's Gone. excellent running, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Ice, ice up, Chris. We're going to need you Sunday. Yeah, they get an A from me. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's talk about the O-line. We talked about the running backs in the day they had. Couldn't have been done without – I'll upgrade the Hogs beta to Hogs 1.5 for this week. It, it, it shows something. They, uh, hey, Cousins only got sacked twice. They opened massive holes for Rob K- Kelly, Chris Thompson, Samaji P. Ryan. They went for over 225 yards rushing. By the way, when's the last time the Redskins had three guys have 70 yards rushing mm-hmm. in a single game? Has happened ever? It has happened. Rarely. Um... Is this a trivia question you're giving us right now? I'm giving you a trivia question right now. <sighs> was it during a championship year? Let me ask that. No. No. Hell no. Was it Marty? No. <laughs> Can't tell you. I really don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just going to say 92. Give me a – yeah, give me – give me Gib- more. Give me like Gibbs more. One. Yeah, I'll go with uh, North Turner, the North Turner years. All right. The Elias Sports Bureau reports that Sunday marked the first time that the Redskins had three rushers at at least 65 yards since December 1st in 1957. I mean, come on. How would I guess that? (laughs) I'm a historian, but I ain't that deep, bro. (laughs) Oh, you guys don't know about the the dreaded three-headed beast? Ed Sutton, Jim Poudle, and Don Bosler. <laughs> if it's pre-segregation, it don't count. <laughs> Pre-desegregation, sorry. <laughs> that's my rule. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. That team went five, six, and one. Mm. So, sounds like something that never changed. I was just... <laughs> I was just going to say, sounds like the 8-7-1. Led oh. by Kirk. <laughs> All right. It also was the last time they had that many rushing yards in the first half 
since the Tampa Bay game in 2010. I think that was who was in 2010. That might have been Portis and Terrain. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Portis. Ryan Terrain. Ryan Terrain. Hey, that's that's all Shannon collecting yeah. his bums and, and let him get a a, a, a rack fifty rushing yards in the season. Shanahan's love their guys, man. If he, hey, he put if he, it, he, he put he put his career on John Beck. Don't forget that. Staked his his career, his reputation on John Beck and Rex Gross. And Kyle Shanahan's got trotting Brian Hoare out here. <laughs> so. Anyway, let's talk about the O line. Hey man, yeah, they they looked great, man. I, I, like I said, only only gave two sacks, gashed a pretty good Rams front seven on the ground all day. Uh, I, I mean, what else can I say? They they played great. If I'm going to give the running backs an A, clearly they had the hole, so I got to give the O line an A. Aaron Donald didn't come in and take over the game like we all kind of thought he might. I feel like he had a good play to open the game up, but did he did on that kept, sack? He sacked Kirk, mm-hmm. and it was a play that Mogus, Mogus, Morgan Moses missed him. Mogus, Mogus, uh, that, that's your new short uh, shorthand name, Mogus. <laughs> Morgan Moses <laughs> missed him on a reach block, and he tried to like kind of pass him to Sheriff, and Sheriff missed him too. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's been a long game, but hey, they stepped up and didn't let Aaron Down take over like he tends to do. So kudos to them for that. Shout out, Trent. Trent shut down Mr. Quinn. Shut I mean, down. They were also the game. they were you could tell from the start like you were talking about how Callahan probably got on them. You could tell he probably did because they were so physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't I remember there was one run in particular. Rob Kelly breaks out to the left. He's in a pile. Sheriff comes flying in, crushes <laughs> everyone, including. I, lo- I love it when he does that. He does. He's done that multiple times. Actually. Cleaning up piles like mm-hmm. it was very clear. The message was sent. You guys were pathetic last week. Mm-hmm. You want to be the Hogs 2.0, and you're going to go out there and embarrass the old Hogs like that with that performance versus Philly. Nah, that that's they were incredible. They set the tone for the team. Yes, they did yesterday. Yes, they did. Most definitely. Great, great game up front. Great game. We needed that game. We needed to start well. They set the tone for all of that. Mm-hmm. So just carry it over to next week, fellas. I give them a B plus because the pass protection, I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. Hey, I shout out to Sean Laval, who you guys always rip on, because I think he was pretty good in the run game too. No, the first quarter, I saw him on his ass in one play, but that's neither here nor there. Damn, Corey, you gave him an A, and now you you can't even give Sean Laval a little you, love. I, but I'm saying, remember, we just mentioned Donald came out. He started well. He came out guns blazing, and they, I mean, they shut him down from there on out. Laval had a good game. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. I just noticed when 77's on his ass. He's right next to the best left tackle, so I'm watching the guy that's next to 71 majority of the time. But, I mean, he had a good game. I'm not knocking him. Good game. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, lastly, let's – Talk about the wide receivers, and we'll, we'll throw tight ends in there too because you know they're, Jordan Reed's basically a wide receiver on this team. So let's talk about their performance. Uh, Cousins didn't really give him much to work with, but that was also part of the game plan. I think they really, really focused on running the ball against the Rams this week. Uh, outside of outside of Terrell Pryor's drop, I don't really have anything negative to say. I mean, it was, wasn't their day; they weren't part of the game plan. So. Oh, I, I mean, but Can if I... you're not part of the game plan, <laughs> then you get an F. Right. Can we give him an NA? No. I, they, I think that's a more apt. Yeah. Like, no. grade. Cliff, you, you can't run. give them an F. They can't throw the ball to themselves. You get an F. 
Because you and the quarterback are so bad. The coach thought all week, how can I make sure I don't even have to rely on you? Or maybe it's because the quarterback is bad. F all around. The tight ends I will not give an F because they were involved in the run blocking, especially Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis also had that good third down catch. Mm-hmm. Had the old man move. That was definitely the old man. We were, we're talking about it. <laughs> that fifty-two-year-old Hezzy. He he gave him. He gave him the Uncle Drew Hezzy. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know who I don't know who he juked out, but you need to return your paycheck. I, I'm not. I hate the clown Vernon <laughs> Davis like this because it was a good move. But it, that was the oldest old man move I've ever seen in my entire life. That was like that was like drunk uncle at the cookout trying to show you his, his old crossover move. I was like, <laughs> Uncle Felix, put your slippers back on. Look, I, obviously, I'm being harsh with the F. I'm being a little harsh. You're being pretty harsh. Pretty harsh, though. Um, Jordan Reed came back, and uh, I don't think anybody expected him to come back when he was leaving the field. Crowder, as usual, I mean – even though it was only for 47 yards, he had some big third-down catches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Ryan Grant caught a touchdown pass. We should talk, probably talk about Ryan Grant. Big ups to Ryan Grant. Because Ryan Grant has a lot of haters on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the hell they've expected from Ryan Grant. He's been playing behind Deshaun, Pierre, and Crowder with Jordan Reed on the field. <laughs> when is he ever going to be on the field? Apparently, people have expected more. So now he's on the field. He had a good game week one. Now he catches a gateway touchdown pass. Get off the guy's ass. And right. that Ryan Gruden stuff, that stuff's not funny. Boo that shit. Like, all the coaches talk about Ryan Grant positively. People you're, complain, people I complain about, about him today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because yeah. I would trust him with my life. Mm. Strong words. I have, I have it. But I, I believe him. I believe him. I mean, I believe the coaches trust Ryan Grant. Because you know what? He's not flashy. He's not explosive. He's not all these things that Terrell Pryor or Josh Doxson or James Crowder are. But he shows up and he does his job and he, he can play anywhere. He can play in the slide, play outside. And I've, I've been a critic of Ryan Grant in the past because of the things I just mentioned. He's just not really a guy that stands out to me. But for a fourth, fifth receiver, and for a guy you can just plug in and, and trust him to do the job the right way, mm-hmm. hey, we can do a lot worse. Blue collar, man. Look, we took that guy, what, round fifth? Fifth round. Mm-hmm. Fifth round pick out of Tulane. We basically have been putting people in front of him on the depth chart since then. Fine, people who are constantly complaining about how we don't use our draft picks properly. This guy is seemingly liked by all the coaches and his teammates. It's finally his first actual opportunity here. This is the first time he's really been given an opportunity. People are complaining. I don't get it. Make up your mind. Because if hey. we had cut him, if we had cut him, they'd be saying, well, that was a wasted pick. Mm-hmm. Now he's here. What did he catch? Six passes last week? Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he catches the touchdown. Like, get out of here. That Ryan Green stuff's stupid. Hey, uh, every fan base in every sports team that's ever existed has one person they pick on. Hey, ask Corey. How often are y'all clowning Carmelo just just because he's the guy that picks on in New York? Hey, don't put me in that group, but I know what you mean. <laughs> Here's the I killer quote. I kill your quote. He does it every week. He's as steady as they come. I trust him. I trust him playing all three spots. That's an important football note. Mm-hmm. I trust him with my life. I mean, that's probably a little bit of hyperbole, but right. But we we understand what you mean, coach. That's his coach talking. Mm-hmm. 
like, what do we want? We drafted a guy who's actually been in, clearly improving. I don't understand what there is to complain about. Hey, his, and now he's – go ahead. Sorry. Best, no, you're good, Cliff. I was just going to say best ability is availability, and he's always right. there. He's always available. He can play all three positions. He's played special teams here. Mm-hmm. We took him fifth round. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy, Evan Spencer, that we drafted, and everybody told us he was going to be the special teams demon and <laughs> cut him before the season even started. Sure did. And he's up the league. Whatever, exactly. Out of the league. Ryan Grant's here. He gets his first opportunity. He's catching game-winning touchdowns. He's, you know what might be scary? It's possible he might be our best outside receiver. That should be a bigger concern. Well, that's still to be determined. I also think that it's a, a situation where people are so anxious to see other draft picks do well. Like, for example, you draft uh, Robert Davis, you bring in Brian Quick, you have Mo Harris back on year two, and you're like, okay, well, this is the year we get Ryan Grant up out of here. And when it doesn't happen, when he sticks around the roster, it's like, what is he still doing here? And the fan base is up in arms. But maybe the truth is he's a functional football player that's better than those other options. They're not going to keep I him here. I don't understand fan base's obsession, especially when it comes to football, with making sure people lose their jobs. <laughs> I, I'll never understand it. <laughs> oh, hey, these receivers are coming. Good. Ryan Grant, that means you're going to be fired. Get him out of here. I, just, I don't get it. Ryan Grant is really – like, he's had a couple of mistakes on mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. But it's clear the coaches trust him. So who am I to say that guy shouldn't be there? Do we really think they're going to keep a guy around because they like him? No. True. Keep doing your thing, Ryan Grant. Straight up. And now I'm, I'm going to have to be his caper because the stuff I see on Twitter about him, especially after we kept him and especially after week one, it, made, it annoyed the hell out of me. Instead of us being happy for a guy who's stuck around here and clearly worked his tail off, in spite of not getting many opportunities, people were critical of him. Makes no sense. Now that I think about it, I was going to give the group an N.A., but you convinced me, Cliff. I'm going to give him a C because Ryan Grant, hey, he, he balled out yesterday. No, it's funny. I gave them an F, and now I'm going to give them a C. So. I got to give him a C. <laughs> Big ups, but that's only for Ryan Grant, though. I'm not knocking yeah. Crowder. He made his catches. Reed made a couple catches, but Ryan Grant, I never thought I would say this, he carried the receiver group yesterday. Yeah, Crowder, yeah. Crowder. Only one catch, but, yeah, hey, the, the biggest one of the game. Look, Crowder had a big yeah, third man. down catch from the uh, wide receiver screen, third and 17, but that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He was excellent, man. That's an excellent football player. Not yeah. to, to sound like Chris Spielman. I'm a big, <laughs> uh, Crowder, like, that's one of the better draft picks we've had because it's clear he, that guy can really play. Why don't who drafted, teams, who, who drafted Crowder? Oh, my uh, goodness. Is, is that really what we're doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Even though I will say this. Shout out my man, I won't uh, do it. Manny Benton, on Twitter for pointing this out. Let him know, Paul. Let him know, Paul. Shout out to McLuhan for, uh, hey, you guys now who are stepping up in year two in the program, mm-hmm. Kendall Fuller, Matt Ioannidis, Preston Smith in year three. These are guys that you kind of like read off after the first go round, mm-hmm. or their second go round. As far as Preston Smith is concerned, now they're showing up, and now these draft picks that McLuhan made that looked bad last year are maybe starting to look like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. They're coming along, man. Okay, first of all, they're coming first along. Of all, Come on, Cliff. First of all, you guys got two games. I got sixteen. I understand it's a work in progress. Right. Two. It's not about the players who are here. Look at the people who aren't here. Where the hell's Matt Jones at? Practice squad somewhere else. Let's look at that guy third round, man. 
Swing and right. miss, man. Swing and miss. But and have, every good GM has him. You guys are talking about how we could use a defensive lineman, hmm. right? In the chat, in our in our little chat, I'm you know I'm leveraging the chat right now. <laughs> right, spilling secrets. <laughs> I'm just saying. You said we're a D lineman short. That's interesting. Because we took a right guard instead of a D lineman. I shouldn't have said that earlier. I just think have about that. that. Hey. We needed Sheriff, man. It was a good draft pick. I understand we could have had Leonard Williams. Yeah, well, I recall you two being very disgusted when we took Brandon Sheriff. <laughs> he said so, disgusted. You guys were disgusted. So don't try to lie out here and be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that draft pick. You guys were think, disgusted by it. I think Paul was disgusted. Paul was furious. <laughs> Only because I was so certain it was Leonard Williams. I was like, yes. And my last name is Williams. I was like, I'm about to get a Leonard Williams jersey. Joe's going to be sick, yada, yada. For the fifth pick <laughs> of the 2015 NFL draft, they're watching the rest of select. Brandon Sheriff, guard Iowa. I'm like, I'm sitting there with my dick in my hand. Like, what's going on? No, nah, I think the worst part <laughs> is they announced him as a tackle. And then oh. we announced him as a guard one day in the camp. <laughs> I keep bringing that up. I apologize. I like Brandon Sheriff. I like his attitude, man. Yes. You need those kind of linemen. You do, man. I don't know if I need them with the fifth pick, but we do need them. Hey, big ups to Sheriff, man. Awesome. <laughs> uh, thankfully, Jordan Reed came back yesterday. So I was a little worried. Put his ass in bubble wrap all week. Uh, don't worry. He will be. Right. Yeah, that's standard procedure. That's nothing new. <laughs> If, so there, if there's one thing I know for damn sure is that Jordan Reed is going to be is not questionable practicing. from Wednesday to Sunday, and then he'll just he'll appear out of nowhere on, on and, the field on Sunday night. And the thing is, he has a good matchup coming up for him this week. Yes, he does. Because they got to the, they're weak at linebacker, and your boy called Joseph. He's he's out there, right? We're going to get into that later in the week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh yeah, he Most has definitely. a good matchup this week. So, are we going to talk about Josh Doxson again? So I think we're going to have to do a weekly Josh Doxson segment where we talk about what he didn't do again. Well, at least he was on the field. He played more. That's a step in the right direction, right? Unfortunately, the, first... the, quarter, the quarterback didn't look his way. So Josh gets an N.A.? I can't give him an F because Kirk Cousins doesn't go through his progressions. I, I just I, – I, I mean, they were using him in motion a couple of times. I guess just to make him feel like he was part of the team. I guess I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know why they were using him in that motion set. This seemed like something he would use prior for, given his background as a player. Mm-hmm. But whatever, man. Can they just throw the guy a ball once? Just give him a chance. Throw him a hitch. Throw <laughs> him a screen. <laughs> just so I can know that he's, you know, like the only time we've seen him catch a pass was on that broken play versus the Cowboys. Yep. That was underthrown. Okay. I was not even, I, you know, the funny thing is, I was going to ignore that part. Because <laughs> it should have been a touchdown. I mean, it should have been a touch. But can we just throw him the ball? Just throw it once. I ain't giving up on the kid, man. He just needs an opportunity. Can't <laughs> throw yourself the football, man. They're going to throw the ball. Over under when his uh, first catches before the buyer after it's gonna be this week. It has to be this week. If, well, if, it's, right if, it, if it's not this week, then I might as well just write him off because 
if you can get a, a, a catch in three weeks, and I know that you've said that it's on Cousins, how everybody else getting targets but you? It can't be on him. Oh no! Nah. Well, what do you mean? Who else can it be on? Maybe maybe Doxon just is not. Never mind. Let me shut up. Yeah, we're not gonna go there. That's what I'm saying. If you're getting no targets, I can't put it on you. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't even have the opportunity to drop a pass like Mr. Pryor. Like, I, I don't know what he can do because he doesn't have a target. So, no. But it's going to be this week because we're going right after you, Emerson. Good to see you. Right. Coming up. Hey, for as good as the, the reigning defensive player of the year is, Mr. Mack, on the edge, he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I see the, Ra- the Raiders' defense a lot like the Rams, kind of undersized. Maybe yeah. you could run the ball against them. And their cornerbacks, I mean, we, Emerson had a good year when we traded him, and everybody was up in arms, oh, we shouldn't have got rid of Emerson. Now he's back to Emerson. Now they're getting cooked. I know you all <laughs> saw him get mossed yesterday by, uh, by uh, who was it, Jermaine Curse? <laughs> hey, Jermaine Curse. Curse got two touchdowns. But we don't throw the ball to the receivers. <sighs> so unless he's covering Jameson Crowder, he's nothing to worry about. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and close the show on – a little bit of breaking news that we had earlier today. Uh, Ian Rappaport had reported that the Redskins were putting Sua Cravens on the reserve left practice squad list. Uh, apparently, what had come out after the fact was that the Redskins did that as kind of a precautionary thing. And Cravens, who reportedly this weekend was going to show up in Redskins Park on Tuesday, wasn't aware that he was going to be put on that list, kind of making the decision for him that he wouldn't be back this year. Uh I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you guys and hear what you have to say about it, and I'll follow up afterwards. Well, it seems that has been put on hold, so, I mean, I guess we'll know a lot more tomorrow, but kind of like I told you all, man, I kind of put Cravens in the back of my mind because he's not he's not active. He's not a part of the game plan, so I'm not going to lose sleep over a gentleman who's not a part of the game plan. Like, yes, he's a high draft pick. He's, he was a part of our future, but, I mean – he went to do whatever he's doing. I, I don't know. I saw him on the sideline at the USC game. He looked like he was having a good time enjoying himself. But, I mean, if he comes back, cool. If not, it is what it is. Here's the thing. You know why he was coming back? Because if he didn't, if he gets put on that list, he doesn't get paid. All right, he's a second-round pick. I'm not, I don't think he has massive endorsements. I'm sure he needs his NFL paychecks. So if they put him on that list without him knowing, he's probably going to be really upset. Well, who, this isn't high school. Look, this isn't, this isn't kindergarten. Who cares hey, about his feelings? Hey, man. Hey, man. Homeboy is not getting paid. Well, he made that choice, Cliff. For the whole season. And he doesn't get a year contract-wise. Hey. If he was showing up on Tuesday, they should have waited. But they didn't stamp it, though. Remember the report came out. They said it, it, it. The Redskins said they did not tell Cravens that he was going on that list. So I mean, I think we're going to find so out. What the hell was that press release? I mean, you know these thirsty beat these beat reporters. They all they, they, hot hot takes. Hot but why was there a press release? Uh, that's a good question, man. Why did we always do this? I don't know. Everything is so messy. <laughs> why is it always messy, man? So we put a press release out, we then did. a report comes out saying that we didn't tell him, and then we're like, well, we didn't really stamp it yet. So we don't know what's going on right now. I'm telling you right now, 
that guy's going to play this year. I, I would love him to. He's a because baller. Second-round picks are not making big money. And it's not like he has huge endorsements. I'm sure he went home. And whatever concerns he had, someone said to him, so what are you going to do? So you don't want to play football. So what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Also, look at that car. How are you going to pay for it? <laughs> like real shit. Mm-hmm. Like real, I, I guarantee there are guys in the NFL who are playing solely because they paid them well. Definitely. Not because they love football, but because this is the only way I'm going to make this kind of money doing anything. Definitely. I mean, obviously he had his retirement concerns. I don't know what they were. We never really found out what they were particularly about. But your boy probably didn't realize that if he went on that list, he got no paycheck. I can assure you of that. So. I don't know. I actually applaud the move by the Redskins. I mean, it's messy as always, but that's kind of our style. But what what we're not going to do is have you come in, train all camp, then bust us with, hey, I might be retiring a week away from the season. Now you have people asking Jay Gruden after the first team win, hey, I heard Cravens is coming back, yada, yada, yada. Jay Gruden may or may not know anything about it, but he just played it coy. I haven't heard anything about it. Now he's a distraction. And frankly, you have options there that you don't really need him to come back at this point. Yes, he he contributed in his own way, but he's already burned his bridges in the locker room. He's already quit on the team once. Nah, I ain't no burning bridges. You put Cravens in that field, he makes plays. It, it, all bridges will be fine. All right, you can't. This is my thing when it comes to the NFL. I don't want to hear about players burning bridges in these circumstances because there are players in there who have committed felonies. Mm-hmm. No one's got a problem with it. Players out there beating women, rape, beating their children, mm. DUIs that involve murders. No one turns their back on those guys. Someone contemplates retirement due to possibly health reasons, so you turn your back on him? What the hell is this, prison? How does that make <laughs> any sense? How does that make any sense? We will need Sua Cravens this year, if that straight up. We sure. just we got two safeties that are already injured. Like I said, I would love him to be back, man, but I'm not going to lose sleep if he doesn't come back. If the guy, I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep because look, football players think their their careers are so short that I'm so used to them coming and going so quickly. Yep. But that guy can play, man. And no, if he I, wants to play, then you let him play. But you, he's got a lot of making up to do to his teammates, no doubt. But he can help our team. Absolutely he can. We took him second round. He was hey, going to be way, a starter. By the way, I see you guys talking about, well, look at you see Cliff, look at you turning your back. Look at McLuhan. Ioannidis is doing this. Preston Smith's doing this. One of the guys he took is trying to retire. Just want to make that for the that, though. Well, he wouldn't have known that. Oh, you please, can't blame McLuhan please, for that. Please, please did you not do a background check? Cravens is a different type of guy. We've, we've, we've seen Listen, guys like this before. He's a different saw, type you, of dude, man. You guys seen those clips of Ezekiel Elliott from yesterday? Of course. Okay. It is clear to me that the Cowboys did no background research on Ezekiel Elliott. Or maybe they did it and they don't care because that's the Cowboys style. No, Mm -hmm. I don't think they did. They took up number five, though. I don't think they did any background research on him at all. 
They just saw a football player who could ball his ass off. They had no idea about his personality or character. I think that's very clear. Well, I think we know Jerry Jones could care less about players' character. I think some teams just don't look into it that much. And and I'm not going to – obviously the Patriots <laughs> – the Patriots have one major blemish on their record because they took a murderer, right? But some teams are better at that than others, man. I know we can say with the Patriots, well, there was that one time that you took a guy who killed – might have murdered three people. I get that. <laughs> but <laughs> but look, some teams take that more seriously than others, man. Definitely. I think if you want to find out, you could find out. Because I would be hiring private investigators all over the damn country when it came to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because we know the kind of like we all went to college. We know how that is. And we know the people that we went to college with who if someone wanted to find out about how they were in college, it wouldn't be that hard. True indeed. True indeed. Let the guy come back if he wants to play. Let the guy come back. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, you so you're, on record, back. you're on record saying that you think he'll be back this year then? If they're already saying that they have not stamped it, then that means he actually was going to report tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we just need to let, we need to let tomorrow unfold and see yeah, what goes down. Because they were expecting the guy to start. Mm-hmm. So now we're supposed to just believe that you're gonna let you're gonna put this starting guy on this list. Yeah. Remember, they told him to go away for a month, correct? Yeah. yeah. What has it been? Cra- a week? A week? Two weeks? Thank two you. weeks. Yeah. Cravens will beg them because I I I I I'm so positive he didn't know he wouldn't get a paycheck. He probably had no idea. He probably had no idea they wasn't gonna get paid. Either his agent. Or his parents. Someone said to him, "So you know, you no one's going to put you in the the front of the line at these LA clubs you go to when you're Snapchat star Sewer Cravens, mm-hmm. right? How can like you don't get to play football anymore? No team will trust you again if you retire to circumstance. So, if he wants to play, let the guy play. Absolutely." It's these millennials, man. Not to sound like an old man. <laughs> like, straight up. Did you see Kyrie Irving today? Yeah. That's just how they, like, they just have a different, he's a different personality. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks way too much. That's why the NFL generally likes the dumb players, don't they? Isn't that always what they say? Damn, man, that's cool. You call, you call them my football players dumb, man? No. It, like, but when you read I about how they view the Wonderlick, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's almost like they view the Wonderlick like, you should score low. That means we can tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. We don't want the smarter players. Mm-hmm. The smarter players ask questions. So, the kid wants to play. Let him play. He's 22 years old. He could definitely help our team. We need Absolutely. more speed on defense, of course. He's a mm-hmm. playmaker. And I'm trying to win football games. Yep. So, let the guy come back if he wants to be back. All right. Well said. Well said. All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you so much again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 50gutblog and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50gut. Guys, tell me where to find you on Twitter. At youngheff underscore 21. Enjoy this victory, Redskins Nation. Let's get ready for Oakland. At Cliff Gloss. I'm, <laughs> we'll get a little ready to tomorrow. I'm not even going to 
<laughs> it's after we got our first W. And I, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. I'll just leave it that. We got our first W. I'm not gonna end this on a negative note like I did last week. <laughs> 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 try to be positive. <laughs> Make sure you tune I'm in. I'm about to watch the Giants lose. I was about to say, tune in to, and watch the Giants take this L. Go and two. Let's go. Let's go, Stafford. Let's go, Stafford. Yeah, that's my boy, by the way. Another one of my boys. <laughs> Cliff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> SEC, all day. All right, guys. All right.